The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull Podcast. I am the Wolf, and I actually did it this time. I did it this time again. This is a constant battle every episode. Uh, across from me is my co-host, the Bull, and his sounds. If I could, if do I could that. do it, there we go. Yeah, look at that. Look at him, half bull, half human. You know, the first sound sounded very much like an October sound. The second yep. sound. Not so much. I think it's a wonderful, beautiful sound. I think it pictures. It I think it encapsulates you perfectly as a person. A bull, a bull person, a bull, sound, a bull, bull person, human a person, minotaur. Yeah. We also have uh, <laughs> the third co-host of the Wolf and Bull podcast. We have uh, Beowulf. Has the most normal intro music. Is that normal? It is. Yeah, I've got a wolf. You have some hybrid monster thing, and she's. That's me. Yeah. It's just a wonderful... I'm back in Ireland yeah, right now. I was going to say, you're like nostalgically thinking of the, but the great potato famine. What's that song? That I one can, rooster I, song. I love oh, that rooster um, song. And here's the rooster. It comes in the yard. I don't know the rest. <laughs> Everyone watching like these people are crazy. It's an old Irish it is. Uh, it is. bar song. It's, it's one that'll get you through song. one of those, you know... Uh, bus tours, yeah, yes. yeah. Where break out asleep. the rooster song. Ugh, I could use like chicken yeah. pot pie do not right now break or out shepherd's that, pie. Do not ever break out that video of me zonked out on that tour bus. Oh, that was yes. just terrible. You know what? Jet lag. It's real. Yeah, it, it is kills real. you. Well, I didn't Even when you think yeah, it won't be that bad, it's always that bad. Yeah, always. I didn't use your special little you know app for that. Oh, I was the yes. only one that did because I'm the perfect you, traveler. You don't no, you I go am. into like a, a hypnotic hibernation or something cuz I'm a wolf. You put the you're on a wolf, but you put on your little there's only one outfit you ever wear on a plane by the way that I've ever seen. It's called uh yeah. fashion exercise chic is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we jump into the topic of the episode today, uh, just a quick reminder to our listeners, our viewers, our followers, if you like what you see, if you like what you hear, if you like anything to do with our show, go ahead and give us a subscribe on YouTube, a follow on Instagram, and you can find us on all of the major listening platforms. If you haven't list left a five-star review, how dare you? Go ahead and leave a five-star review if you liked what you hear. Go ahead and not leave a five-star review if you didn't like what you hear. We'll fix go. it. We'll get yeah. better. We'll become better, faster, stronger, in the words of Kanye. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, how's Daft everybody Punk. doing? Good. That wasn't Daft yeah. Punk. That was Kanye. Well, doesn't Daft Punk do a song like that, like too? like Superman. Oh, they might. Yeah. Better, they faster. No, it's a bionic man. Better, yeah. stronger, faster. Kanye yeah. just was watching yeah. old reruns of Bionic Man to come up with those lyrics. He samples a he lot. He, he samples a lot. Of course, the, back then, the Bionic Man, you guys have no idea what we're talking about. Do you? Lee Majors, Bionic Man, nope. Jamie Summers, Bionic Woman. No. <laughs> Sorry, right I was your head, born gone. in the it 90s. Was, it was actually called, the, the show on television was called The Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> 
as if that was a great deal of money to transform a human being into a cyborg at the time. Uh-huh. I'm just going to use that excuse that you just gave for anything I don't know about. Sorry, I was born in the uh, 90s. I was born in the 90s. There you go. Yeah. Do you know how to do your taxes? Nah. <laughs> no, I was born in the 90s. <laughs> the 90s. Do, you, do you know what a calculator is? No. no. I was born yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, no. No, that's when you, you do know what a calculator is because now it's just on everyone's phone. Ooh. Yeah, those aren't phones. Zing. When no? you're using it as a calculator, what is it? A calculator. It's a tool. <laughs> it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. It's everyone. a paperweight when it's turned off. Yeah. You, you get a t-shirt that just says that. It's a no I'm context. A, no, I just have a t-shirt that says, it, if I'm just sitting on the, the couch, I'm a paperweight. No, no, there's no, just literally no, no context. Paperweight. It's a paperweight when it's, it's turned off, and no one knows what that's about. You wear a t-shirt? Ooh. Mm. Hey, look mm. for it in our merch store soon. Million dollar ideas right here, up in the brain. Up in the brain. Come we'll get the them out of the brain yeah. onto, you know, something other than the brain. Yeah, well, after the million dollar man and uh, us knowing what a calculator six is. Six million dollar man. Oh, six million dollar. Oh, I million. thought it was a million. Six million. He had a bionic eye. Well, you could bionic buy. legs, bionic arms. He made a man for six million dollars exactly yeah of course all the youngsters out there have no idea what you're talking about either that's true i am yeah austin powers just think in 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 the what's the viral reel right now um and the best part of my plan is no one can stop me isn't that the viral sound that's been around for a long time what's a reel Oh, God. Well, we were born in the <laughs> yeah, 90s. Sorry, we don't I, was, know what I it was born a little before the 90s. Yeah. Inverse the nine. Well, speaking, uh, I mean, everything's good. Everybody's week's doing well. I yeah. hope your week is doing well. Listener, viewer, individual out there who is watching, uh, uh, there are about uh, 60% of you who watch our videos and don't subscribe. So go ahead and subscribe. And I'll do some wonderful things for you. Oh, my um, goodness. I said wow. for you. That's a different that's channel. And quite a promise. Yes, that, that is. I'm You're like, sure. I'll pray for you if you subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to ASMR. Thoughts and prayers. Welcome to ASMR with the Wolf and Bowl. I'm here to open, uh, drink some, drink some, drink some alcohol for you. How does that make you feel? Gotta turn um, the, should you I jump into the, the monologue? Turn the label the other should way. I do that? Should I go into the monologue? Go for it. Yeah, I'd go ahead and push down on my poop anxiety and go right into the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I get anxious. What? I get anxious. I get anxious before hey, we, we film. We've actually just discovered something we didn't know. Poop about anxiety. Before. It is a real thing. What, it's like real. when you get ready to do your monologue, suddenly Specifically you, you have filming. a turtle head going on? No, 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 no. Just poop anxiety generally. I get excited and I'm like, this is going to be a great episode. People going to watch. They're going to listen. And then I go, ooh, I could actually probably, I could poop my anxiety <laughs> away right now. I'm good right now. I'm good. Not drinking coffee. That's my cup. You used my you cup. Know, why is How it? Why our cup. Why you did that, not sign a prenup, buddy. Why Why can Damn. that be such an emotional experience as a well? Poop? Yeah, I don't understand that entirely. Well, this is not the genre or topic of our episode. That's on our other other channel, uh, <laughs> Poop Talk with the Wolf and Bull. <laughs> but but uh, it's a popular channel, yeah, yeah, I actually, bet it is. We could we could start an OnlyFans okay. Poop Talk. Oh <laughs> That's when it gets really bad, folks. That's when you know it's desperation. Uh, oh, oh, desperation move. Uh, well, I'm going to jump into the monologue. <clears throat> I'm old. I'm aging. My skin, my organs are oxidizing. My wrinkles are developing wrinkles. The bull is aware of that, and he's aware that with age comes the usage and the replacement of the adjective wise. 
We don't say old, we say wise when we're old. You don't have to exhibit any semblance of wisdom here in America. It's the 28th Amendment to just be wise as you age. You see, we're all old. Most of us have been through a pandemic, the first in over 100 years, oddly similar to the last one. That is the last thing I'll say on that topic. We've seen technology advance in ways once believed to be unthinkable. We've seen tech boats sink when they were once thought to be unsinkable. We've even had the luxury of witnessing Adam Levine's social image meltdown. What or who could be next? Being old comes with its perks. With age comes beauty, with beauty comes excuses, and with excuses comes age. The obligatory groan as you sit down or stand up, the dad sounds that almost everyone makes with age, those are gifts. Gifts from the cycle of existence that we all have the luxury of experiencing through time. Time is a silly little grandiose thing that we as humans spend more and more time considering, or at least we should, as we age. The time spent with loved ones is, if condensed down into singular moments, can accurately add up to have as many moments uh, left with that person or persons if you don't see them often. So say, for example, I see you once a year. I only have X amount of times to see you before you're gone. Time is the one uh, constant in existence, a looming precipice of truth that no one can escape and no one can avoid. That is way too intense. It's impending, inevitable, and immovable so far. As Benjamin Franklin once said, time is the coin of your life. It is the only coin you have, and only you can determine how it will be spent. But is the concept of time even a real thing? We've broached this subject many times. (laughs) And today, on the Wolf and Bull podcast, also known as the Dr. Seuss Seussical Spectacular, (laughs) we'll dive into it once again. Is time even real? Mm-hmm. Is it? One fish, two fish? Red, Red fish, fish, blue, blue fish. fish? I think the Seuss family is going to be contacting us shortly. Shh. Heavy, wait, wait, wait. quiet. I know this is a very, this is a heavy topic. Is time real? Is it a topic that's heavy? Well, I was going to branch off for a second and say, have you seen Dr. Seuss's house in La Jolla, California? Yes, no. it's for sale. I want it. Good luck. What is it, a giant top hat? No, so, but that would be wonderful if it was. Is that no. your subscriber hey, pitch? You, you guys actually looked at one time at a house that kind of was Dr. Seuss-like. Oh, that house and was so amazing. That too. was an amazing house. It needed a lot of work. Remember, don't you wish you'd have got that back then when it was yes. only offered at whatever it was? Wasn't it like... No, it was it like was eight. eight. It was eight. eight yeah, seven. I remember. It was yeah, probably, it's probably two like now. two something now. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't afford it then. No. <laughs> we no. could maybe... You know, swing it. But now. you know what? Continue your monologues like that, man. Mm. Oh man, the sky's the limit. I love that monologue. That was awesome. No uh, we need to get the, I, and the music. I like the was background great. music. It felt like I was an interstellar. It is. I, I wanted to get up and groove, but we, you know, I knew if I got up, I would up. probably make a groan or a yeah, kind of an aged kind of sound. We need to get the teleprompter up so I can stop looking at notes. Yes, well, I know it's, it's, right. Uh, it's right, right there. there. It's over there. It's Guess over there. It's, it's over there. We're going to have a teleprompter. Well, why would you even tell anybody that? Because people aren't supposed to know that you have one. I mean, look at our, our wonderful... Secrets of the trade. You think we're a news? No. We're real here on The Wolf and Bull. I'm real. Hi, I'm The Wolf. Um, <laughs> this is this is a real show. This is a real podcast. We, we, we experience But it's life. already happened. Has it? It's already happened. It depends it's on and it will happen. Your perception of time. Some physicists will disagree with you. And some physicists can be wrong. 
and some can be right. No. They're all wrong. Science is an absolute Mr. Wolf. Uh, bull. Mr. Wolf. Mr. Mr. Wolf. Woo! <laughs> or oh. The beer's getting to me. Uh, but yeah, time. Time, time, time. We have talked about time, this time, ad time. infinitum. What's that song? Time, time, time. No? You really, <laughs> we need to upgrade. Mm. The, we, you, look, the puns work. Look the pun work. done to me. The pun yeah. work is great. You're going up in the puns. You're like Albert Ponholes. And you're really, really... Knocking it out of the park. You don't even know who that is. Yeah, I do. It's you do. Like, she does. That, you have no idea who that is. Did he hit number 700? No, he's at 601, I he's think. He's close. Right? Yeah, he's close. Or 701. I 701. can't remember, but he's doing well. So you're like him. You're getting better and better. Going down in the Pond Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he's he's the, aged. He's aged now for the that. The references, uh, almost all of them, are all 30,000 feet. Well, I'm hoping to bring in... Well, see, this is the thing you got to understand. My crowd... Is more prevalent than your crowd. There Excuse are me? more of us. Yeah. Now we're croaking off right now. You guys still use Yahoo. More, Hot, you guys still use Yahoo Hotmail. Who doesn't? That's very <laughs> cutting edge. <laughs> cutting. I don't even That's know how mean. to log into my Hotmail account. Uh, you anymore. have one. I do. What? That's just that's like a, that's like oh I do know to how, retrieve all spam. That's and you know why? Because I had to log into it recently because someone was trying to hack into it. And it's like I have the verification email on my one I use all the time. So it's like someone is trying to log in. Change your password. So I did change my mm. password the other day. This is not on topic. No, it's not. Time. Everything is on topic. You know why? Why? Because it's all happened already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, a lot of people would disagree with that. A lot of sci- uh, philosophers and physicists would disagree with that. I can that. see right now um, that the wolf and the bull are going to be at odds on this one. I, I don't necessarily know we'll be at odds. It. I think I think we'll we'll be as in a lot of episodes we'll be like complementary ad adjacent. You know, in like, other words we're at odds. No. Yeah. No. I've been standing on my hill for what seems like an eternity. And I'm at the bottom of the hill in a little you're burrow. You're sleek, sneaking around in the woods. No, foxes sneak. All no. you're doing is waiting for the like the, the sick and the, 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 the small and the ailed animals to cut them away from the herd so that you can satiate your primal needs. And you're, that sounds you're, terrible. That does really sound <laughs> terrible. Well, Me, and, I stand up there no. majestically on the hill. No, you're kind. Understanding. That everything that's out there, everything that is, everything that will be, everything that was, is already happening. You saying Jesus is a cow? Where did that Bovine? come from? And you know everything? You just literally said everything. In that. No, I said, I didn't say I know what it is. I said, I know that it has happened, will happen, and is happening all at the same time. Interesting side topic. Uh, multiple universes. Cow, cow Jesus? I <laughs> did Bovine, okay, okay, bovine savior. I uh, just say that interesting topic there. That'd be a very creative. Well, the South cattle Park do Avenue. low. That was a little. That was it was there. It was there, but it was very it was uh, there. It was highbrow. It's, it's almost Christmas. Um, Come on, the, yeah. cattle are lowing. You know, mooing. Um, so yeah, weird, strange start to this episode. Uh, time is an incredibly complex topic. It really is. Um, and there's a lot of disagreements on what exactly time is, uh, but especially in physics. Now, the bull and I have had multiple allusions to whether time exists or not. Allusions of an illusion? Yeah, well, Perhaps. and many consider time an illusion, as the bull just said, cutting off my wonderful sentence that I put here <laughs> in the notes. You wouldn't know they're in the notes if a teleprompter was there. I just haven't put it together yet. Um, now, some people consider time a figment of our imagination. 
even the best-selling and somewhat <coughs> misleading book, The Secret, doubted those questions as well. It considered time, in a lot of ways, as not real. Now, there's nothing relatively incorrect about that because we don't know for sure. It's a very open, open topic. Now, I think we should approach this from the state and understanding of physics, though, from two individuals who have no physics degrees. <laughs> we are experts. He has a geophysics um, degree. I do. You do have a geophysics degree. Mm-hmm. One of us has a physics degree. What we say here today is absolute. <laughs> uh, now, granted, according to thoughtco.com and amongst some physicists, because it is kind of split on this, there is no real doubt that time does really, truly exist According to that website and the individual who wrote it, who I will get to him in a second, he actually has some credibility, uh, time is measurable and it's an observable phenomenon. Now, physicists are just divided on what causes this existence and what it means to say that it exists. Uh, quantum physicist and Anglican, Anglican? Priest. Angelica? Uh, no, not Anglican. 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 Yeah. Uh, priest John Polkinghorne, I love that last name. I am Mr. Polkinghorne. I'm here to deliver your pizza. Uh, <laughs> believes the flow of wow. time and direction of time are both real and relentless. Uh, he also is, uh, the adjectives he picks are also intimidating and scary. Uh, it is a mistaken argument, in quotes, he said, to use relativity to assert that time is an illusion because no observer has knowledge of a distant event or the simultaneity of different events until they are unambiguously in that observer's past. And therefore, that argument focuses on the way observers organize their description of the past and cannot establish the reality of the awaiting future. We live in a world of unfolding and becoming. Now, Perimeter Institute uh, theoretical physicist Fotini Marco Polo Calamara (laughs) said, I have the distressing, this person's completely made up, uh, I have the distressing experience of physicists telling me that, that time is not real. It confuses me because time seems to be real. Things happen. When I clap my hands, it happened. I would prefer to say that general relativity is not the final theory than to say that time does not exist. Considering the complexity of the subject, the discussion of time and the question associated borders the realm of metaphysics and ontology, uh, which is the philosophy of existence uh, for those of us who are not ontologists. Um, In addition to bordering the strictly empirical in relation to questions about time that physics can address. So it's a very complex topic, a very confusing topic in a lot of ways, um, because it also depends on how we utilize the term. Um, Most of us would discuss time in relation to something that would seem concrete, right? Like, you know, I uh, don't have a lot of time left. I See, uh, Interestingly, though, I, it, you know? I like that you use the word people think of it in terms of something real or concrete because mm-hmm. I think that's, the, that's actually part of the underlying misnomer of the whole idea of time in general because I, I think that we at least should all agree that time is a construct. And I know that you're saying some people believe it's empirically testable and real well it's real within the context of of our form of quote-unquote existence so you know a lot of people believe time is linear okay there's a lot of people that that are very much thought leaders that it's circular that it's a cycle or that it's uh, multifaceted more like a dendritic tree 
branch or brute that can go off in every possible conceivable direction depending on what you do as an observer and a participant in this thing we call reality at any given moment. So every decision we make changes, quote unquote, the timeline. So the question of time being concrete is absolutely false in terms of what's ahead of us. There is nothing concrete about what is ahead of us if it is determined not predetermined, but determined by an observer and a participant in the quote-unquote immediate reality. Mm -hmm. The trouble with talking about in terms of concrete and immediate reality is that as we talk about reality, it already becomes past. The immediate becomes past. The present becomes past. The present is never really there except for an indescribable, infinitesimal moment. And on Christmas. It's kind of like we talked last thing on Christmas. I, yeah. Sorry, I blew right by that joke. Yeah, well, I apologize. That was a good one. But it, it's kind of it's kind of like Christmas. Huh? You got me thinking oh, about oh, Christmas. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, we talked about you, you talked about a cycle a minute ago, and we talked about in the last episode, I believe, something about a circle. And we we're talking about pi and how, from a uh, mathematical point of view, yeah. it can never be. It has never been determined down to its infinitesimal number. Well, it's the same kind of thinking along this this lines. If you think about what's behind you, we can look at that and register that through our memory. And through the memories of others, from a more holistic point of view or from an individual point of view. So those are things that, quote unquote, have happened. Yeah. Okay. We can forecast what might happen based on previous histories or what we believe can happen, but it's undetermined. And so that moment in the middle, you have you have pointer going in both directions, forward and backward. You've got a concrete pointer backward that says these, these things have physically happened because we have physical memories of those things happening. Mm-hmm. For we have this infinitesimal possible future. Harry Seldon going back to the Foundation Trilogy, right? Yeah. It's all probability. And then you have a moment in time that is undeterminable because it's like the finding the end point of pi. You can't get that small. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do. Um, I... I I think again. I think it's a it's a really hard subject to wrap one's mind around, just because it it involves you removing yourself from. Isn't that isn't in that a lot the of ways method really has to be in this? Well, case? but here, here here's the, the 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 measurable aspect is difficult. Now, granted, I'm going to go into some things shortly that will talk about how time actually is measurable based on the second law of thermodynamics, um, which I thought was really interesting because I had never thought about it that way before. Um, and this brings us all the way back to our very very early 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 episode about entropy, which wasn't really about entropy. It was more of like a utilizing that word for a coined term for society but i do think it was a an interesting episode so go listen to it but uh but no i definitely think that it's a it's a difficult topic to approach because you, you, you it's almost like you have to take your brain apart <laughs> and then put it back together and then uh down a whole bottle of wine and then take your brain apart again and then put it back together in order to really kind of grasp what the concept we're talking about is because there's that there's that subject topic of time where you and i talk about it flippantly and then there's the actual concrete topic of time in which we can actually utilize that to measure things via space-time, stuff like that, which well, I think... Measurement of all anything has to do with time. It does. If we wouldn't have yes. created something called time, we wouldn't be able to measure almost anything. Well, now, this is, this is a good segue. So this brings up the topic of the arrow of time and entropy. Now, 
Gonna go ahead and check that. Uh, originally coined by Sir Arthur Eddington in his nineteen twenty eight book, "The Nature of the Physical World," the arrow of time is the idea that time flows only in one direction, as opposed to dimensions of space that have no preferred orientation. Eddington observed that the arrow of time is one of three things, or actually normally includes all three things, is vividly recognized by consciousness is equally insisted on by our reasoning faculty, which tells us that a reversal of the arrow would render the external world nonsensical, makes no appearance in physical science except in the study of the organization of a number of individuals. Here, specifically, the arrow indicates the direction of progressive increase of random element. Uh, The third point is especially important in that it captures the physics of time's arrow, according to thought.co.com. Math and physics expert in this article I was talking about, uh, who wrote this particular article, he has a MS in mathematics education at Indiana University and a BA in physics from Weibosh College, and I forgot to put down his name. So he is an individual who is nameless. Um, The arrow of time points in the direction of increasing entropy per the second law of thermodynamics. Usable energy is inevitably used for productivity, growth, and repair. In the second law of thermodynamics, usable energy is converted into unusable energy thus rendering usable energy as irretrievably lost in the form of unusable energy. Entropy is merely a measure of unusable energy within a closed or isolated system, quote-unquote, the universe is a great example, uh, as usable energy decreases and unusable energy increases, entropy increases. Entropy is also a gauge of randomness or chaos within a closed system. As usable energy is irretrievably lost, disorganization, randomness, and chaos increase, which is from allaboutscience.org. Um, in short, things in our user, uh, universe inevitably decay as a course of natural time-based processes. They don't magically regain universal order without a sufficient amount of work. Most of the time, has uh, not most of the time, but some of the time that is artificial, most of the time it, it's not. It's, ir- it's irretrievable. So the laws of physics are time reversible, though, which makes this a little confusing. Um, basically, that means that the laws look as though the, as though they would work if the universe were to play in reverse. There's technically no reason why the arrow of time is required to move forward by necessity. It's just kind of based on uh, Mr. Edwards' analysis is just kind of how it is. Um, according to our current understanding, though, the universe in the very distant past has a high degree of order or low entropy. Due to what was would be considered this boundary coalition uh, condition, quote-unquote, the natural laws dictate that entropy is continuously increasing. So based off that understanding that makes time a relatively concrete thing doesn't necessarily mean that it is something that is tangible it just means that it is a actual observable phenomena even if we say for example weren't there stars would still go out um obviously there's that whole topic we've discussed in which if a human doesn't witness it does it really happen that's if a tree falls in the forest doesn't make a noise there's that yes so this is a kind of confusing topic but it is an interesting it's, one in my opinion. it's a topic that always lends itself to the the prescription of of your perception of things uh, from your observational element, right? If from your stance in the world, looking out at the universe and describing it from your point of view, it, it's almost a necessary element to describing the fact that there is or is not time. Now, interesting, there's a lot to unpack in that, that uh, description of, of elements that you brought together there. 
And, you know, one thing I always think about is, you know, you've, you've said concrete a number of times, which, which makes everyone believe that this something is sturdy and mm-hmm. something is solid. Tangible now, is probably a better word. Probably. Same. Sturdy and solid. Or something you can graspable. reach out and grasp. Okay. Graspable. Grasp. Yeah. And if you, if you think about some of the, the um, physics of how time is described and why and how it is, it is conflated with space and time together, and I believe you'll get into this a little later as well, think about yourself. Put yourself in two places at one time. Forget the fact that there's, you know, strange uh, entanglement issues with quantum physics. Spooky. And things. Exactly. But if you're sitting here on Earth and you're going through the passage of your life, it's taking you a certain amount of time, a certain number of revolutions to the Earth, a certain number of times around the sun, a certain number of uh, times that our galaxy goes in, in through space at whatever speed it's, it's moving away from the Big Bang, things like that are all part of that equation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you place yourself at the same moment, what we describe as a moment, at the same data point in the current uh, collage of what we call the history of our universe, you put yourself here and you put yourself on the edge of a black hole and you monitor yourself, your observation from both places. You're the same person. You will live two different lengths. You will not know that. You will feel like you're moving through, quote unquote, time at the same speed. Mm-hmm. But in relativity to each other, you're thousands of years apart by so the time you're This is over. like the interstellar effect. I know we yeah. mentioned that the music you were playing in the monologue was like interstellar. Her eyes had that. But in that movie, that's the whole point, right? He steps off a spaceship. He's down there for what? It's like 10 minutes, but it's equivalent to being gone for like eight years or something like Every that. Every once in a while, eight when you Earth step years. off of a spaceship, take a look at your Lincoln and you realize <laughs> that maybe you left your oven on at home. Did the cookies finish baking or did your wife forget to take them out? I'm doing a terrible Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's a great Matthew McConaughey. But then you realize when you step off the spaceship that it was eight years ago that you forgot to turn off the stove. So their house burnt down and the insurance gave up on trying to... Oh, dear God. Arson, you've you've got a warrant out for your arrest. (laughs) Lots has happened since you got off that spaceship. Did my wife leave me? Did my kids pass away? It's the old conundrum about... Did I pay my payment of $485 (laughs) per month on my new Lincoln? That's a These great car payment. Say, can you give me that payment? Yeah, that's a great car that payment hell? on a Lincoln. <laughs> I'm Matthew McConaughey. I don't have a credit score. My name is my credit score. Um, Maybe. That's why you should buy the new Lincoln Explorer. I don't even know if that's a Lincoln. No, Lincoln, it's not. Lincoln, Lincoln Explorer? Lincoln, no. buy, the, buy the new Lincoln Entrepreneur. <laughs> the, new, the new Lincoln Time Machine. Buy, buy, the, <laughs> buy the new Lincoln... Uh, event Horizon. It's a Ooh, great car. That's it's a, very a great good car. name. Hey, that's a good EV name. Right the Event there. Horizon. So could you the measure event things horizon. by not time, but like Earth-defined time? Well, we, my, my point is you measure everything by your location and your observation well, of the reality around you. Well, so he's right, making so the rel- like, This uh, is an argument for the he's construction making, of time. He's making the relativity argument, which there's merit to it. Uh, I don't think that Me it's incorrect. Me and Einstein are like bros, yeah, Well, man. here's the thing is I don't necessarily think, I don't necessarily think that that fundamentally, theory, I don't think that theory of relativity, fun, relativity fundamentally disproves 
the existence of time. I think that I see this whole thing, as I've said before, as time. I'm not arguing time's that a time circle. does not exist. Times, I know. I don't think that okay. you are. Time's a circle, but I do think that there is a substance uh, of merit to what that how do entity you, how is. Do you say, how does anybody say that? You can measure the weight of an atom. Well, if time doesn't, yeah. any, nobody can measure yeah, anything but, but, about time except it's yeah, they can. Of course, they can through through entropy. If if if, no, if time no. doesn't, what is entropy? If time, it's Did decay. you hear that? It's, it's decay. decay. Okay, so no, wait, well, time wait, out. In, hey, wait, you're, hey, pal, I'm, I'm making a disagreement here, and you're interrupting. Wait a sec. Oh, we wait never a second. Yeah, no other, interrupting. I'm turning. Hold it. Hold it. Alert. Alert. Every, no interruption zone. Every okay. once in a while. Go ahead, Wolf. Every once in a while, when you buy poor poor bail over here, permanently interrupted by both of us open, all the time. You open the door to a Lincoln. You get out of the car. You're See, in he's downtown L.A. He's not even going to remember his point. No, I do time. remember my point. So, it, it, without time, the second law of thermodynamics can't operate. Without time, no law of something that watches an occurrence happen would work so none with that being said i think there is plausibility to the fact that it could be a measurable occurrence it is measure so nobody's arguing whether it's measurable or not well i think but saying well, but saying it's I'm an arguing, illusion or it doesn't no, exist i didn't say it doesn't i'm not exist. saying you did say i'm saying illusion. some people I said do the existence is in our own framework it's a construct mm, maybe it's a, maybe it is maybe it is mathematics maybe. is a construct Mathematics is not some solid object, is it? You know what else is a construct? Oh, God. My $485 payment for my Lincoln engineer. You're a Lincoln engineer? It's my car name. The engineer? I like the time traveler. The event horizon. Event horizon. Well, I traded that in for a higher a payment. Lincoln event horizon. They, they, would, they would make some buku bucks on that. Are you tired but. of your everyday life? <laughs> Have no. you run out of time? Buy the new Lincoln Entrepreneur. Just <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I'm better saying myself. Look, so, I, I, it, mm. what, what you're basically saying, mm. what this guy basically said is that there is a conversion that occurs because mm-hmm. of the laws of thermodynamics. Inversion occurs between energy that is useful and into energy that is, is non-usable. Yes. Un, no, not useful. Unusable. Usable versus non-usable. Now, let's think about, let's unpack that for a moment, please. Uh-oh. Big let's brain bull. That. Bring that. Big so brain we, bulls we all, coming out. We all believe within the framework of our understanding of the universe that energy is only converted. Correct? Mm-hmm. Do we all believe that? We do. Okay, that's the, one of the first laws of something something. I don't even remember Mr. Geophysics that I am. Uh, it, but my whole point is, is things change, but that doesn't mean they're not usable. He's defining it as unusable. You know, you, you talked about the, um, I forget the word you used. It's, it was um, a beginning state mm-hmm. or a, what did you say? A, a something, a parameter state or something like that. Oh, where, a, where, uh, I, I know what it is. Go ahead and. Just but, but it, yeah, you'll feel a boundary it. condition. Uh, thank you. A boundary condition. Well, the boundary condition is kind of determined as a, a state of, of full entropy, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where things are very simplistic. And then when something starts to occur, Which when is we apply metal. this construct called time to it, yeah. things start to happen. Whether we're talking about the big bang or just the movement of a car or any, whatever. So there's, there's a, an energy usage. There's a loss of that, a conversion from what this guy says is usable to unusable. Mm-hmm. What that really is, 
is a conversion from simple to complex. That's well, really what it is. Well, and, and it's which a conversion to find as chaos, but chaos is only yeah. defined as chaos until fi- people figure it out. Well, it's a conversion of complexity from order to entropy back to order. If everything is fully, if say entropy fulfills becomes so, if it's decay cyclical. becomes entropy, which I think it is, mm-hmm. then there's natural order, which would insist based off of that law of thermodynamics that time is a facet of that. Now, uh, the reason the measurement of it is time mm-hmm. has to be applied. Sure. But the, oh, oh, let's go back to this for a second because it's a brain bender and I understand that. But for my position, got to bend it like Beckham. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Now you're going back. I barely remember that with, movie. I never saw it. So it was before my time. Every, <gasps> every once in a while. After my time. On a Tuesday night God, when I here we watch go. and bend it like Beckham with my, with myself. Because I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure where that was going. I look out my window and I see my Lincoln. My Lincoln Time Horizon sitting out there, and then event it flashes out the, the Time Horizon. The new, event Horizon. No, it's the next, it's the next, next version. version. The Time Horizon sitting in my parking lot, full parking lot. I bought a Walmart for this. Glistens Just so I could have a parking lot where I didn't run into yeah, anybody. I don't, I don't want to run into myself. It's so big, I can't see any mirrors anywhere. So. Well, if if you believe string theory, then there's a lot of yourselves out there. Yeah. More than one Matthew McConaughey would result in the end of all time. This is all interstellar. That movie yeah. blew my mind it's the first time I saw it. Yeah, it's a really great movie. I haven't also seen it in a long time. made me cry See, like this, an infant. The, the, this oftentimes goes back to kind of what we were talking about a, a week or two ago. Um, because there's there's all these questions that occur, and no matter what the question is, there's always something at the end of the very last question that is, at, at this moment in time undeterminable and as human beings we have to fill that with something our need our insatiable need as human beings is to fill every question with some kind of answer and you know what we fill all those questions with forever and have when forever anxiety poops (laughs) wow time that's what we fill it with. Same difference. Yeah, we, we talked about this before. There's all these wonderful mathematical equations that solve all these problems, all these uh, thought uh, uh, challenges and things like that. They always end with one thing or begin with it. Everything is determined by the change in whatever it is over time. Mm-hmm. That's what is event. That's that's what we're so, talking about. So so what we're talking about is individual data points mm-hmm. that are hooked together. That construction, that chain we construct is what we call time. Yeah, well, and, and I think that there's an aspect of that, as we've said, that to some groups of physicists is very much real, and to some groups of phys- physicists is a complete illusion. Now, there are frequent observations in that lane, uh, all the way back, going to go back to the secret, um, and they posited this over you know, multiple times, pun intended. Wait, have um, you read that book? No, I have not. A long time ago. It's very interesting. It's, uh, I have a lot of criticisms of it. I know the premise, but I have a lot of criticisms. Uh, the author, author suggested that physicists had proven that time does not exist. You know, actually Matthew suggested that. actually that. read that book. Of course, of course I did. I did as I created the design and the aerodynamic principles of the new event horizon. 
Lincoln. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, basically the, the secret suggested that time is just an illusion, and they suggested that Einstein told us that. They also suggested that uh, what quantum physicists and Einstein tell us is that everything is happening simultaneously. Uh, there is no time for the universe, and there is no size for the universe. Now, there are some people who would disagree with this from the physicists' Uh, category and area, as well as there would be a lot of people who support that and agree with it. Perthoughtco.com, and the reason I'm utilizing this is because I think this is one of those topics of debate and discussion in science, which is either all the way one way or not at all the other way. And that tells me that there's probably a little bit more truth to it on both ends than mm-hmm. some would suggest. Um, the very linear concept of time is tied into the concept of the second law of thermodynamics, which is seen by many physicists as one of the most important laws in all of physics. Without time as a real property of the universe, the second law becomes meaningless. Einstein proved through his theory of relativity that time by itself was not an absolute quantity. Rather, time and space are tied in a very precise way to form space-time, and this space-time is an absolute measure that can be used again, in a very precise mathematical way, to determine how different physical processes in different locations interact with each other. This does not mean that everything is happening simultaneously, however. In fact, Einstein firmly believed, based on the evidence of his equations, such as E equals MC squared, that no information can travel faster than the speed of light. Every point in space-time is limited in the way that it can communicate with other regions of space-time. The idea that everything happens simultaneously is exactly counter to the results that Einstein developed, supposedly based off this person's interpretation of this. Currently, physicists and philosophers do not have a complete, quote-unquote, understanding of time, but that does not mean that it does not exist or is an unreal concept. So I think that's where people get a little tied up, people being physicists. Um, I think that there is this absolutism uh, that has become popular as of late in the scientific community, um, and I think that's what this struggles with. I think it could be both. I think it could be a relatively measurable quantity, not an absolute one, but a measurable quantity, but also potentially in certain circumstances, an illusion. See, I think it's kind of like Schrodinger's cat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's measurable if you're inside the box. It's not if you're well, out. And that's, that's kind of the way the I, that's kind of the way I feel about it because I, if, and you, you know me, I, I've talked about this enough times that you guys understand it, uh, that I believe this is a, is a construction that we create. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think it's false either. No, it's in between. I, I think it's a requirement for us to actually exist at all, except as moments. So our consciousness itself kind of to, to bridge, what, and, and you can talk about the philosophy of why we are conscious and why we're not and all those kinds of things, but I believe consciousness itself is a registration and understanding of a progression of data. It, it understands when this thing occurs because it's created the when to define it. Because if you don't create time to define it, then all you are is a moment that happens all at the same time. Which is chaotic. Which is chaotic. But as we know, if you've, if you've read much about chaos theory and et cetera, is that chaos really isn't chaos if you pull far away, far away from it enough to view it a certain way. There are yeah. patterns in everything. That's that's the question is how far away would you have to pull? I mean, like, does it matter? Well, I think I it mean, does for an observable Einstein's, point. Einstein said nothing can tra- nothing can communicate beyond the speed of light. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but if you take, if you talk about this big... Which could be wrong, by the way. We well, could, that could, could be actually be wrong. wrong. It yeah. is a but, theory. Well, well theory a lot of people believe, means lot of people believe that approval. to go on the speed of light, you're not actually going beyond the speed of light. You're punching through certain segments of reality to meet yourself at another, like we were talking about that time yeah. thing earlier. So who knows what you know our brains will come up with in the future. It's almost unlimited. But... Einstein said there's there's no way to communicate faster than the speed of time through these through these distances speed of light or, yeah speed of light sorry thank you but faster the than is, the speed if, of time if, if you if you <laughs> actually pull the concept of time out of a conversation about our universe if if suddenly you could back off and you were a god and looking at the universe just went boosh okay would you see it from start to finish supposedly maybe supposedly god does i mean well so the the but think about the reason you could yeah the reason you could is because there is no time sure all you are is registering everything that ever happened and ever will happen and that means the things that in the the only things in history that are concrete is from the individual standpoint of having it had happened to wouldn't, wouldn't you say though based off of biblical writings that they're first for the deaf for the understanding of humans if we're going to take this from a biblical perspective that there was a designation of time for some for degrees. well in the beginning very for humans. I understand that. So, so if it's for humans, then I have to understand that there's a some so, applicable nature. The applicable to nature the entity is when, which when what would God? God said to humans, "Go ahead and exist," which means I'm I'm helping you create this time. Yeah, but 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 again, that the principle of that would mean that in the very beginning, that time was a construct that he had already been aware of, right? No, he he created it all according to. I mean, I, I'm not getting into the. No, yeah, we're not. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm just saying that just from a from a thought experiment, if I say that I'm going to create something for you, I would have had to have known of the existence of it beforehand. And thus you would have already been there. So to to give whatever's already there Mm -hmm. sentience, you have to allow for that thing, human beings, to understand it's within the big slew of all these data points that have always happened and always will happen. There's this this frame of data. My shoe is untying itself. <laughs> what is that? that? It's my shoe. That was. Oh my god! He's got robot shoes on. Wolf Paul. I am part robot. He's the six million dollar man. As you were saying, good sir. That's okay. This is this is funnier. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's going to say yet, but is he going to do it's a lead majors or it's a, real hard being a robot. Real hard and being, being a robot. Part man, part Lincoln, part wolf. I'm a Lincoln Wolf Man hybrid. My bottom half is Lincoln. My middle half is Wolf. My head, part of it, is human. <laughs> Somewhere in there's a robot, and the very top of my head is the windshield end where the aerodynamics of the Lincoln coming through. Makes me very fast. <laughs> makes me very sleek. It also makes my existence very confusing. You notice how he's always. <laughs> Taking his car and heading off toward the sunset for some well, reason. Well, does that? he even do Lincoln anymore? I don't think he does. I don't. Think I think he it's, does. it's just. I just love that iconic. Like, you know, sometimes you know, ironic and iconic. Got to be first to be last. Like you know, it's like okay, some marketing dev dude was like high on shrooms when he wrote it. First, probably got to be first but to it's be memorable. Last. Isn't that all you ever want from? It's only memorable because of Matthew McConaughey. I mean, no. 
Uh, you, what, uh, you got are, Rosie O'Donnell doing that? There, see, there are commercials. <laughs> you, we should do something about the commercialization, and there's a lot of marketing stuff that goes on that's very interesting to, yeah. to, to look into about why people arrange things in, in casinos or in malls. Oh, I love that Those stuff. are some very interesting well, you stuff. You want to but, do the notes there, the, pal? But the thing about Sounds ads fun. in general is there are two type of ads. The ones you remember, um, the the you know person or funny scene or whatever it is, and there's others that you remember both that and the product. And the mm. ones that you remember both are the ones that are iconic. That like that. I will you remember never, McConaughey and Lincoln at the ever, same time. knock on wood, ever buy a Lincoln. Ever. Well, that's beside the wasted point. Wasted money. That's wasted. beside the point. You've wasted. got people out there right now, the throngs of people that are listening and watching you this very moment have now subliminally thought to themselves, Maybe wolf, I should get wolf a Lincoln. Loves Lincoln. Yeah, maybe I should get I a could Lincoln. be like Matthew McConaughey maybe, or yeah. the wolf. Yeah. I'm going to go get me a Lincoln. So I was just reading Blink, or not not Blink, yeah. the, tipping point the Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. And he talks about in that book all about the marketing done specifically for uh, Sesame Street and Blue's Clues. And it's very interesting. Robert Ducky, you're the one. The smallest things make the biggest difference. Same with... Oh, mailbox, Bert. mailbox. Bert, what are you doing? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm How do we both know those? He that's had a Kermit. whole chapter all about, I can't remember the name of the brand. Ooh, that's not good. They fell off, but it was a shoe brand that was really popular Tom's. in the 90s. No. Uh, Reebok. No. Uh, their whole advertising thing was they'd have weird pictures of like someone tying a shoelace into their hair. Wow, I can see why they didn't last. Well, that's, no, no. Uh, the point was that's when they got really big, and uh, then they they threw away all those marketing gimmicks. Mm. What was it? Spaghetti companies should do Air that. Air Max? No. Someone making well, all a, I know is I that remember. it's already happened and it yeah. already will happen. Well, mm. I I think the whole premise, I guess, of my point of observing this opinion from this specific physicist and some other physicists in his industry of time being actual, actually measurable, measurable, not a complete illusion, um, is it is being open to the fact that it's not an entirely an impossibility. Um, now, Lee Smolin, uh, he wrote a book in 2013 called Time Reborn, From the Crisis in Physics to the Future of the Universe. What a wonderful name. Um, he argued that science treats time as an illusion. He argued that we should treat time as a fundamentally real quantity, and if we take it seriously as such, we will uncover laws of physics that evolve over time. Now... I the bull obviously doesn't agree with that. I just don't he's, know how somebody he's can set in his ways. Well, no, it's not that. I just don't know how somebody can use such concrete terms for something that's so loosely defined. Just because he wants to sell a book. Exactly. But again, scientists say that as well by saying something's an illusion. That's a concrete well, I'm definition. Not saying either. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying the scientific community does. You do have a geophysicist degree. Are you a scientist? Apparently. Maybe apparently I've got I'm an official certificate that says That's I'm a true. scientist. Official. Wow, I never even thought of that. That you mm-hmm. should use. Everybody that. should start to listen to me more. Yeah, you should use that. You should. I'm a scientist. You should. Uh, yes, we have a scientist on today again. Oh, it's me. Yes, the bull. We have our resident yes. scientist. Um, so uh, this has yet to result in any new insights into the foundations of physics, um, but that doesn't mean it's an impossibility. And I think that's a viable observation. Um, there's also a popular quote going around the internet that's supposedly from Einstein uh, stating that the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen all at once. That's actually not from him.
Never said it once. There's no evidence well, that he said it. I believe you. I'm just uh, saying I, I like the statement, though. It's a great statement, but it's actually from uh, science fiction writer Ray Cummings. So, Internet's a dangerous place. Don't believe everything on it. Uh, again, though, to clarify, this is still a hotly debated topic of discussion amongst physicists, and there are many that take the side that time isn't real, which we will talk about in just a second. Mm. But, yeah. It's, see, um, see I, I, it's, it's funny because I, I take this position that it's absolutely real, but my definition of what's real is from the context of being me. here on Earth and, and being, where you're standing. Thank and you very much. And, yeah. Going back to my premise earlier that we were talking about from the, what was Matthew's movie? Interstellar. 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 Which, which is a fun movie. And it, it, it there's a lot of really brain bending things that physicists and especially astrophysicists can give you to that, that create probably amongst most people the feeling that everything's just an illusion not just time when once you start thinking of how convoluted everything is, i think they do it on purpose i think they do it on purpose i think they sit down and they say they don't know well that too but i also think there's like an active move on behalf of individuals who know a lot to say a lot of things that normies can't keep up with us being normies um well and i think they do that purposefully as like an elitism type thing look everybody Everybody has to take a position to defend where they are at in life. You talked at the very beginning in the monologue about getting older and the moans and groans and the, the wisdom thing. The, wisdom's bullshit. Yeah. Wisdom's a a bunch of stuff that happened to somebody and you made some decisions, mostly bad, because most people make bad decisions most of their life to look back and say, I've become wise now. Experience plus it, luck plus narcissism. Well, I didn't, yeah, I think the narcissism is a component of this because mm. if you defend your position as an elite in whatever subject you believe you're elite in, because we all have them, we all have, some of us have multiple subjects. And if you're a bull on a hill overlooking the world and understanding from my point of view that I'm always right 60% of the time. You are an elite then scholar. I'm an elite scholarly cud. bull scientist. Would a bull and, be aware <laughs> that it has uh, mad cow disease? No, not if mm. he's mad. Mm. I've got happy cow disease, though. Actually, not cow. That would be the different. It's cattle, mad cattle disease. Mm. I'm mm. a bull, not a cow. Where are we going? Unless I want to be defined as one. Yeah. That's totally different. You're going to identify as a cat? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... I, uh, where, I had some salient point that once again... People Matthew who are elitists. People who are elitists. But don't, you have to defend your position. They don't drive a And Lincoln. I know people in all walks of life the defense, I, I, I've told this story many times, and I'll give you the, the I was going to say Reader's Digest version, but nobody knows what Reader's Digest is other than me. That's a magazine. It was. Those don't exist. It was simplified long stories into shorter form Yeah. for everyone. Yeah, when people so, read. So when people, when an old boomer like me says, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version, they mean the simpler, shorter story, which for a boomer is usually 20 minutes long instead of 30. 25 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> okay, for that I'm going to slow down my process now. No, no. I, the the whole point is, is I, I remember this is when I was a, a teenager, bagging freaking groceries, man. In they have time. those here. That's something that we noticed. They actually have people working well, at grocery stores see, here. I was bagging groceries when plastic bags that, came into thing, and everybody thought everyone was going to save the planet. Because we we're going to not knock down all the trees to create paper bags, but we we're going to use plastic from mm. that wonderful product we called petroleum. Yeah. Which we make literally everything up, up, yeah. up, right? Yeah. 
Trees aren't renewable. I've lived long enough to watch that whole thing go full circle and reverse itself. But there was a gal that was a cashier that had been a cashier for at least 150 years. Mm. Nancy Pelosi. I I remember her name and everything. (laughs) Matter of fact, she had, this was back in Michigan in the winter. And she had a tan like you wouldn't believe. And this was, if there were, that was just no really tanning beds back then or anything like that. So I'm not sure how she got so tan. A lot of anxiety. She was mad at me all the time. I was the nicest young bag boy helping people out, grabbing the carts in the, in the, in the snowy outdoors. And I used to get like 50 of them long and move them into, we didn't have automatic cart haulers or any of that shit. We put them all together. He was a trouble. We slid him across. We, we maneuvered in between cars and hope we didn't hit him. Anyways, we get back to this, I uh, get back to the story. As you said, I'm almost at 25 minutes. Yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, the, the, right the gal, time. she decided not to like me and decided to always raise herself above me somehow because she was the cashier and she knew better on every freaking skew in the store and knew all this stuff. And I, you know what? I remember talking to people that I worked with going, why does Rayanne hate me so much? <gasps> Libel. Name drop. I got a feeling that she hasn't, she, I think her time has run out by now. Ooh. Oh my God. She had to be. 50 and that was 50 years ago oh yeah so maybe she's doing great if not well here's the end of the story i killed her with license (laughs) (laughs) no i I killed killed her I can't believe you paused like that. Did I pause? No, I think Here's not. the end of that story. I killed her with kindness. Apparently with, with 40 carts running. No, I, How no, to I incriminate yourself in two easy steps. A book by the bowl. I, I, I named the person and then I said I killed her. I no, suspected I, she I killed, killed her with time. kindness. Thank her time ran out. Got it. With kindness. My point is, is by the, oh by the time God. by the time a few months had gone by, she was my best friend. Mm-hmm. She, she brown nosed her. Actually, no. Okay, that's good. I I pulled her aside and we we had a conversation. Hey, and I was a I was a you're being a real bitch. <laughs> I was I was fifteen or sixteen. At the so time. Like, why are you being mean? You're being a meanie. I, I, I did. I cried. No, I you big old meanie. No, I, I cried and I said, "Hey, can you teach me?" What you know. Oh, my God. That's what I did. I know you hate that Can about you me. Teach but that's, me? That's, that's no. always been the way I am. No, he's just going into teach the gutter. the ways of cashiering. Please teach me about the skews. How, how did your fingers get so nimble on that cash register? <laughs> Let me tell you, you little boy. <laughs> you are terrible. You are just terrible. Everything you just... You want some cookies? <laughs> So my what's whole yeah, point your point is, was is you killed her. I killed her. <laughs> I killed her. Everybody that knows something likes to be able to inform uh, themselves that in some way, shape, or another, they are better than or have in part of their existence, yeah. they have something not only to contribute, but something that they internally can recognize themselves as being better at. And don't you think that and that I think is that's a, important to people's ego? It's narcissistic in a way. But don't you sure, think it's an incredible weakness? 
Because if you walk into a, if it you walk into is. a, it, well, and which could lead people to be more wrong than right. I, I don't disagree with that at all. So I'm saying what people do is they take these hardline positions uh-huh. for the support of their own internal psyche or the well, baggage they carry mm, or the fact that they're too. If you're a and thought cash, leader, cashier at 60 years old at a small market in in a town that I'm not going to describe because I've already given too much description already. And and the, if, look, if you're a thought leader. I think that it is your duty as being a thought leader to be objective to all possibilities of something. But Not in the sense of who are critiquing. the thought leaders you listen to. Don't name them, but some of the thought leaders you actually listen to mm-hmm. are the ones that are so introspective, sure. mm-hmm. and they they have a self effacing nature mm-hmm. that kind of tells you that they know a hell of a lot, but they're not going to lord that over you. Which is why I think that in the topic of time, mm-hmm. in the topic of apps. Excuse me, the beers are getting to me. Dang. In the topic of absolutism and um, the proclivity that some individuals have for being so adamantly against something, be it like our discussion a few episodes ago, be it anti-religious or anti-scientific or anti-time, saying everything's an illusion. I, I think that there is, by nature of having that aspect of slight narcissism which is a human quality i think there is almost a pitfall that a lot of these individuals fall into in which they make statements about something that could be true but they make them in such a way that if it's not true you look like a fool okay what is it bail that i've told you to always remember when you're saying things to others from the day you could understand what i was saying know your audience you got it and there's, there's multiple reasons for doing that. As a young child in school, you know your audience because the goal is to have good grades and get through school. So you know your audience, and if your audience is the person grading your paper, that's who you have to understand. You're trying to, to satisfy their um, view of you as an academician of some kind. That's, that's the whole goal. You have to play into their bias so they don't brainwash you. You can say it a whole bunch of different ways. Now... <laughs> If you know a subject so much greater than the person trying to to teach you that subject, then I don't think there's anything wrong with developing a a relationship with that person and showing them that you're a student uh, with acumen above and beyond the norm. You don't do that, to your point, in front of people. No. Right? Because all you're doing is setting up a psychological... Uh, well, you wall. set up a you set up a psychological psychological wall, but you also set up a pitfall for yourself. So I've heard, I mean, like a good, I think a good example is Bill Nye, the Science Guy, right? Everybody here has seen him. Everybody watching has seen him. He's a very intelligent individual. Has a lot of credibility. Understands what he's talking about. I also think he has a habit of sometimes falling into that pitfall, just like a lot of people who have a high level of intelligence. They know so much that they dare not question that they may not know something. And I think that that's a problem because what it does is it closes off the scientific community for from exploring avenues such as this Lee Smallin guy said of areas where we could actually discover something much faster if we weren't so shut off by it. Imagine say say that the the James Webb actually discovers that the Bing Bang area never happened. You think people in the scientific community will actually say that it didn't? You think they will? You think they'll stick to their 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 uh, their well, dogma? Well, if if you read a lot about quote unquote science history especially over the last hundred years with the advent of a a lot of the things that Einstein decided to to make public it it was his view and was views of others that came before him that he refined and gave detail to but since then everybody has taken his premises and built upon them Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like the first four minute mile yeah 
you know, Roger Bannister ran that four, first four minute mile in 1961 or something like that. I don't remember the exact date, but the moment he did it, literally all the athletes started to do it because they learned so what it he wasn't did. a physical barrier. It was a psychological one. So it's the open, it's partly because of that. It's partly because of people needing, as you said a moment ago, you have to open yourself up to the possibility of possibilities. Yeah. You have to open yourself up to the idea that scientific nature is always trying to progress something further. And we go down the wrong paths all the time. We can look at recent history and see a lot of that, of course. Mm-hmm. But we won't discuss that. That's for a different podcast. Yeah. But my, I, I think we're all kind of on the same page with I think this, so. really. I don't think we disagree. I think, I think I may tend to be on the line of time potentially being more quantifiable than people dismiss it as not being... I think that makes sense. Um, I, th- I would tend to be on the line of... Uh, open to that possibility. Um, but as I said a little bit ago, there are a lot of people that don't align with that. Um, now, the problem with time is that it may not be ordered. It may not be quantifiable. It might not be the privileged present that some make it out to be. According to Robert Lawrence Kuhn, writer and host of Closer to Truth, which is hilarious for a scientific uh, show, uh, public television and multimedia program featuring the world's leading thinkers exploring humanity's deepest questions regarding the cosmos, consciousness, and a a search for meaning, many physicists and philosophers assert that time is an illusion. Hugh Price, professor of philosophy at Cambridge University, claims the three basic properties of time come not from the physical world, but from our mental states, a present moment that is special, some kind of flow or passage, and an absolute direction. What physics gives us, Price said, is the so-called block universe, where time is just part of a four-dimensional space-time, and space-time itself is not fundamental, but emerges out of some deeper structure. We sense a quote-unquote arrow or direction of time and even of, and even of causation, he said, because our minds add a subjective, subjective ingredient to reality so that we are projecting onto the world the temporal perspective that we have as agents in this environment, according to space.com. Very reasonable. Makes a lot of sense. Not saying it's wrong at all. I think it is a, is a very accurate take I think that that's for from for the people that don't believe that time they believe it's an illusion, which doesn't necessarily mean it's not real. It just means an illusion. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, now, also, if time is surely from our mental states, though, how should we best understand it? MIT's physicist Max Tegmark suggests that we can portray our reality as either a three-dimensional place where stuff happens over time or as a four-dimensional place where nothing happens, the block universe referenced a little bit ago, Um, and if it really is the second picture, then change really is an illusion because there's nothing that's changing, it's just there, past, present, and future. So life is like a movie, and space-time is like the DVD, uh, for those who are not... uh, who were born in the 2000s, that was a disc. I'm uh, just kidding, you guys know what it is. Um, there's nothing about the DVD itself that is changing in any way, even though there's all this drama unfolding in the movie. We have the illusion at any given moment that the past already happened and the future doesn't yet exist, and that things are changing, but all I'm ever aware of is my brain state right now. The only reason I feel like I have a past is that my brain contains memories. So that's a lot to ingest, and I sometimes think that there's a hard line taken by a lot of these individuals, um, and I just don't, I don't know if I agree with it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've used the word construct a number of times. I've used it in the past as well, and 
I, I think there are kind of two ways that you need to think about that particular word in conjunction with our, our uh, message today. And the first is that outside of our own perception, there are things that we define using measurable instances of physics, gravity and you know thermodynamics and all the different things we've already talked a little bit about that are constructed outside of us being. If we did not exist, they would still be constructed. Okay? And then there are things that are constructed within our, as this person said, he's, he's talking more metaphysical, I'm, or psychological and metaphysical. I'm talking about more, they're, they're constructs that we as human beings have to, to put into place to define the other constructs that already exist. And the number one aspect of allowing us to measure anything in this quote-unquote block universe that they're talking about is to apply this construct called time. So I, I, I wish I had a whiteboard up. Whiteboard, there's my boomerness talking about, you know, I have a PowerPoint or a this. At least you didn't say it. chalkboard or tablet. Yeah, I'm going to tap it out on We have rock. tablets again, they just look like I'm this. I'm going to put it on a cave painting. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but it, when I view things, I view this this giant, in my mind, I always have to put a parameter on it because my ability as a human being to see, uh, inf- not infinitesimal, but um, uh, things that are... Minute? No, uh, forever. Um, that are ubiquitous and, and they're always there and they have no parameters at all. It's beyond my capabilities as a human being. So I always think of it as having like this huge black uh, square. Let's hmm. use that. Circle square, it doesn't matter. And it's it's as big as the universe. It is the universe. And it is all of existence from the start to the finish, whatever we define that is, already there. Just a million, zillion, trillions, whatever tech, it, it's so many numbers we can't even talk about it. And there, there are there are things you can look up on YouTube that talk about data points that could be constructed into black holes, and the the amount of data that that could actually hold is is kind of like what I'm talking about. So all it is is all these data points, and we're just one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody is one of them. All we are is a data point at a moment, and as we quote unquote move through that giant block of time, block of universe we create behind us a thread of history that happened within our viewpoint and ahead of us everything is possible depending on our decision making so where that line goes it could go straight it could go in all these different directions but it moves in a direction and the direction it moves in is what we have defined as time mm. so everything behind is your hard drive, right? It's it's all the data points that have happened to you, real imagined, reimagined, reunderstood, relearned, rethought of, all the different things we could talk about as far as our memories are concerned. That data is all compacted into your filing cabinet, your hard drive, your understanding of life in the universe. Everything ahead of you is subject to possibility or probability. And that's all it is. Mm. Well, that's pleasant. It's fun. It is. Because what think about think about it this way. 
That means anything that ever has happened or ever could happen is all there. And it's all entirely possible or entirely not possible. Depending on all the circumstances of, and, and when I say it's we're single dots moving through this space, we're not moving independent of others. We're pushed in different directions by all the circumstances that we're pushed by our decisions. Certainly, that's the number Which one. Which are thing. dictated by things that happen. That within can our be dictated. Yeah. This sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> I pretty, wish I, I probably I, is. I wish I could do their voices. I probably could if I tried. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's just something to think about. I mean, obviously, this is a very abstract episode from uh, the Wolf and Bull today. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, you know people who say that time isn't real have said. I mean. It, it's considered an external parameter by some physicists um, or an independent parameter in the classic equation of motion. Um, so, you know, it's, it's seems to disappear when you study physics until you get to relativity. So, I mean, there's a lot of differing opinions that I think, I don't know if we'll ever find an absolute position on this. We won't. I don't think we will. Um, but, uh, I mean... I don't it's think just, we're it's meant interesting. to. I don't think we're meant to. Yeah, I don't think meant to. Even if we aren't meant to, I don't necessarily know if it's a possibility. I feel like I feel like it's a cyclical conversation, which leads to one thing or another, which goes back to my premise that time is a circle, and that if we were to actually move out far enough, the universe would not be a flat plane, but it would be a giant donut. It, not, not just a donut, <laughs> but one that's curved because of a curved the physical nature of magnetism mm-hmm. and gravity and everything else. And then, which gives us an illusion yeah. because once we get to the very end of whatever our time is and we figure these things out and there's you start little, the cycle again, there's a Lincoln. You, you think you punch through, there's a Lincoln at the end, of and that you time. end up on the other side. There's a Lincoln staring right deep back into your eyes. You punch through the time hole, the time warp, the time you know worm, the wormhole. You know what it's like? Glint of a Lincoln's headlights so when I was right a kid. in your face. <laughs> can, can we all. <laughs> Can we escape the inevitability no, of Lincoln? You can't escape the event horizon, man. Nothing escapes the event horizon. For a wonderful Actually, price of thirty nine. Here's the interesting thing. If you observe an if you observe an event horizon, mm-hmm. light disappears into it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're on the event horizon, you never enter it. Wow. Think about that. We should all live on the event horizon. <laughs> we do, don't we? Hmm. That's too deep. That is, that is deep quite the episode. question. We all that do. one is too, yeah. but The $6 million we, question. That's another episode. You think about that. If, if you have a drain in the sink and you have water in the Full sink. Full of hair. Every bit of water. And toothpaste. Eventually will go down that drain. Some of it faster. Some of it slower. Some of it not at all if it's plugged. <laughs> nice. By too much hair. <laughs> or a Lincoln. Or a Lincoln. <laughs> It's got a Lincoln entrepreneur stuck down the drain. Hey guys, uh, I've got a car stuck in my drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, I, honestly there's I don't know there's just uh, there's a lot to intake I, I with that. Love this stuff. I know you do. Yeah, I, I do. Because a glint hits your eye. Like if we were to shine, yeah. Thank God it's not direct because it would blind me and it would just not be good. But yeah, no, it's a uh, well either the glint blinds you or the well that's glint a given. That's a given. You. Yeah. You, Shine out bright enough you know, light. The nice thing I can say about all this is that the my perception of time means that I am already wise. Mm. You guys so, are less wise than me. Supposedly. Uh, maybe. 
maybe <laughs> supposedly. Uh, so I got a question. It's a uh, multiple universes, right? And in every universe, sorry, I every yawned. universe. It's okay. Yeah, no, you, this is <laughs> not your cup of tea. Universes. Wouldn't all it is is the probability of the future. Yeah, but so so if that's the case, isn't there technically multiple multiple universes in which humanity doesn't exist? If multiple so, multitudes okay. of multitudes of universes, so multiverse though. Multiverse oh. philosophy oh. depends on whether you're Go. talking about and this is a or... podcast. No, pal. no, no, no. It's fine. No, multiverse just reminds me of Marvel. She just gets up and leaves. Well, no, it, I'm, I'm it's, just the, it's the ultimate storyteller's dream because you can kill Ugh. off every character and they you want all and come they back somewhere else. They never right? kill them off. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why their stories are bad, do, or they do kill them off, but they're still around somewhere in a slightly different version. In, but again, think of think of my premise that I was talking about. You're a data point. Everything behind wait, 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 you. Let's condense this. You're a Lincoln. You're a Lincoln data point. on a freeway. You're an event horizon. You're a Lincoln point. driving on the the, the two fifteen. You're you're first a Lincoln with Matthew McConaughey in it. You're on, and you're, then you're a Lincoln with. Oh, he's in the driver's seat. And then he's in the you're, passenger. You're, you're a Lincoln. Then dr- he's in the back seat. You're a Lincoln driving he's west. On the hood. You're a Lincoln driving west on the seventy eight, the most dangerous freeway in all of America. And what's behind you while the sun's going down? What's behind sure. you are data points, other cars, your carbon fuels, other versions of Matthew McConaughey's in the same car behind you, driving all at the same speed, an army of Matthew McConaughey's. See the, the and before you, don't interrupt him. He'll keep going. Before you is the future. Is that much more condensed? the The whole point is the whole multiverse thing. Lincoln is, is inevitable. All you have to do is think about the idea of probabilities. Yeah. Okay. Which means everything from your data point forward is possible and has a probability associated with it Mm. based on other outside circumstances, based on your own decisions, based on whatever. And here's, here's the idea of multiverse is that if you make a decision to go right in your Lincoln, Driving seventy five because you've created you've created a new version of that timeline of your Lincoln. And if you decided to go left in the Lincoln, you've created a separate version. Mm. So if your idea is to conceptualize that both are are possibilities or probabilities, possibilities for sure, then you've created two timelines or multiple ones in between, thus creating the existence. If everything exists all the time, all at once, then every possibility is possible. And if you go right in between, you've got three Lincolns. And if you use a discount code, Matthew McConaughey and Lincoln.com, this is not true. (laughs) Which would you rather have three Lincolns or or if I gave you one Lincoln today and doubled it for 30 days? Which would you rather the Lincoln? Have? I would want probably the three Lincolns because the problem with the double like Lincolns would be exponential. I'd have well over a million Lincolns which uh, is, at that point. Which is goes which, back to your whole premise of entropy and uh, the, the the chaotic nature. Not my of, premise, well, the, the premise you were mentioning, in the here. second law of thermodynamics. Well, I think I think oh. you said specifically that this is this is where your belief lines up with more. Yes. So if you if you believe that states of energy go from usable ones to unusable ones, Mm -hmm. which means things go from uh, a simple state, usable boundaries and things like that that you talked about to a more chaotic state. Then back to a simple state. But it goes back to a simple state within what context? It doesn't reconform itself into the original entity. 
No. What it does is it breaks down into smaller component parts, more complexity. And when you look at that comp... So if you had this giant light and it breaks down into 10 lights, Mm -hmm. and you look at each individual of those 10 lights, each of them now becomes what the original was. Yeah. So that's not breaking down into unusable energy. That's breaking down into a different version. It's Horton, here's a who, right? That's back to Seuss here, okay? We go back to that. I'm just kidding. I know what Horton You know that yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, you know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the whole idea behind those kind of things is that there are these, these uh, the nature of our nature is unfathomable. Mm. So why do we constrict it? We constrict it so that we can understand it. And our main job of constricting that, our main way of doing that is to define everything through the process of... A donut. A donut, yes. Or mm. Lincoln or time. Don't keep talking about donuts. My stomach's starting to growl. Yeah, I'm a protein hungry. donut. Very hungry. Protein donut. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that, uh, that kind of wraps up the topic. I mean, uh, no one knows. We don't know. What, what, like, what a conundrum. It is. It's a quandary. Will we, will we ever figure this out? No. I, I don't okay. Think, well, I, I, I really don't. I don't think it's. But I think it's a non-answerable question. But if you want to figure it out, you need to follow us on Wolf and Bull. And you need to buy a link. We will continue to talk about it. You'll keep pulling apart yeah. these complex. And then one day we will be the ones who figure out. Yeah. If time really is real, there's, there's a In whatever the version of a hundred years from now, a thing called a podcast is out. Whatever yep. the version of that, you know, way back a hundred years ago, there was this wolf and bull thing. Yeah, and there was this episode number sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. We would have come full circle. Go by back then. to that. There's textbooks written. We'll up be on. doing this with smoke signals because that'll be there's the new the full way circle. to circle exactly. The new way to communicate. We'll be tapping we'll be doing it out on smoke rocks. circles. We'll be we'll be and doing episodes be, over a fire no, pit well, with people sitting I'll around. I'll still need to anxiety the, poop, but in that instance in universe, rather than wiping, I'll just rub it on my face. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? What? what? <laughs> Everything's full circle. That's what we did oh. as humans to blend in. How did what? we go? Predator oh. taught me that. Okay, I'm you cover yourself nice. in poop, and the predator doesn't see you. <laughs> This is legitimate science. I'm trying to say something nice about how, like, having fireside chats. <laughs> he goes into rubbing poop. What on are you? Face. What are you, Eisenhower? Fireside FDR? Fireside see, chat? Why do I say anything? I don't white, know. The, all we could see is his eyes because he was covered with his own. He feces. was covered in poop. Don't strike until you see the whites of their <laughs> eyes, right. or smell them because they're gonna stink real bad. Hope he's down downwind. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think that wraps up our episode. I we don't have an answer for you. This is a fun thought experiment. This is us talking about. This is us talking about. Time. Give us your comments. Yeah, give us your comments. Yes. Uh, go ahead and leave a uh, comment. Go ahead and leave us a review on any of the major listening platforms. If you like what you saw, if you like what you listened to, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. It costs you absolutely nothing, and we would love to grow the show so we can bring you more content and entertainment. Um, but yeah, go ahead also to give us a, give us a like, smash that like button, pound that like button. Caress that like button. Just don't spread any fecal matter on it. Do it. Dude, spread the fecal Well, I mean, if you spread press the at the same time, it's okay. We'll accept that. And for all of my fellow anxiety poopers out there, <laughs> you're not alone. It happens. It's okay. Accept it. Go on with your life. Move forward. Buy a Lincoln.
Thanks for listening to the Wolf and Bull podcast with your host, the Wolf and Bull. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from the Wolf and Bull, you can tune in via our weekly episodes available on nearly every major listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Wolf and Bull. You can follow us on YouTube at the Wolf and Bull podcast and at our website, thewolfandbull.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.